Hey everybody! Thank you uh, for downloading this month's episode. This is Patrick Donahoe, and uh, man, I, I'm 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 jumping out of my seat, excited for uh, for who we have on the as a guest today. It's uh, it's, it's Jason Jason Rink, and that that name's not familiar to you. I think it uh, it may be a household name one of these days. So uh, so Jason Jason, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I'm totally stoked. I'm glad we made this happen. I I am too. I am too. So. So Jason, just a little bit about you. So you, you're right now some of the positions that you hold. You're the executive director for the Foundation for a Free Society, which is a nonprofit. Um, you also produce a, an awesome, an awesome uh, documentary nullification on the Tenth Amendment and on the book nullification that uh, that Tom Woods wrote a couple of years ago. And, uh, and you also wrote a book uh, about uh, Ron Paul and explaining how. Uh, he's the father of the Tea Party and, and so forth. So, so maybe you know, give us give us a background. I mean, you're a young guy, and I and I remember when I first met you, uh, we were at Freedom Fest last summer, and you were, I yeah. mean, you had the goatee, you had the you had the glasses. <laughs> I mean, you I could, you know, you you just you stood out. And then then you know the uh, the Infinite Banking uh, crowd has a has a mastermind that they do every year in Birmingham, and I walk in, I'm like, hey, I know that I know that guy. <laughs> And so, I yeah. So, why don't you, you know, cat. give us a background of how you got into the whole libertarian movement and you know the free free market movement and kind of what you're doing right now and why you did nullification and then and then maybe dovetail into how you came across the infinite banking concept. Well, yeah, and you know, it, it actually all dovetails perfectly together because um, I was totally not interested in politics at all. I wasn't politically active. Didn't know anything about the Fed or, you know, Austrian economics or the business cycle or any of that stuff. And this was back in like 2006. And uh, I was actually working for Chase Bank at the time in the equipment finance division. And I had been in banking and finance, commercial finance for about seven years at the time. And so lo and behold, I stumbled onto Ron Paul, got very interested in what he was doing. This was back in 2007. Okay. I was in Ohio, and I just started looking into what he was saying, and I was like, man, this guy, is he crazy or is he right? And uh, it turned out he was right as far as I'm concerned. And so I started looking into the Federal Reserve and Austrian economics while I was working at Chase Bank. And lo and behold, I realized, you know, all these people I were was working with, none of these guys knew how the Federal Reserve work worked, and none of these people knew anything about economics. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's really when I started to realize that in my profession of banking, that we're really just a bunch of glorified financial salespeople yeah. is all we were, you know, and yet here we, we are. I was consulting companies that were doing 40, 50 million a year in business on their equipment financing needs. And I couldn't even explain to these guys why we were entering into this major downturn and why their credit lines were starting to get tightened up and all of this. And so, you know, um, so Ron Paul opened my eyes. I started to get uh, involved in his campaign. I started some grassroots organizations in Ohio, one called the Ohio Freedom Alliance, the other one, the Ohio Liberty uh, Coalition. And uh, it was just through that process that I started to really get a passion for all I can say is really just sort of libertarian philosophy, Austrian economics, and free markets, and trying to educate people on those ideas. And so I, I just started doing that, and eventually, uh, in 2009, roughly 2009, I was recruited to start a nonprofit in, in Austin, Texas, called the Foundation for a Free Society. Mm -hmm. And it was through that organization 
I left banking because I wanted to get out of that, and I wanted to do, you know, nothing against bankers, nothing against financial people, especially oh, you can't say educating that. people. You can't say that. You can't say that. All right, yeah, no, I'm being too nice. There's, I have a lot against bankers, but yeah. I said, you know, I know what you mean. I'm not going to do this with my life. I'm not going to continue to work for these big corporate bailout companies yep. like Chase Bank. I wasn't going to do that anymore. Uh, once I knew what the Fed was doing and what, what was happening in corporate high finance, I said, you know, I'm getting out of this. I'm going to educate people on these ideas. And so I started doing that, and it was through that that I ended up really starting to get interested in the Tenth Amendment, nullification. I decided to produce, produce a documentary about that because I did a national tour with the Tenth Amendment Center and with Tom Woods, and mm -hmm. we sponsored that. We put a bunch of money into that tour because we felt like it was something we wanted to get behind. And so that was really my first feature film I ever made. You know, and you I won at Freedom Fest, didn't you win? You won the best documentary, didn't you? Well, they've got a couple different categories of best documentary. Okay. So okay. technically, what I won is I won best libertarian ideals and the Audience Choice Award. So God, the audience right. at Freedom Fest said, "We think this is the best film here." Totally honored, totally blown away. Couldn't believe it happened. <laughs> and uh, so I was really happy about that. And it, it was really during the time that I was on the Nullify Now tour um, in 2010 that I first came across the infinite banking concept or that I first started paying attention to it. I'd heard about it prior to that, but it was really th through somebody who started to show me the connections between Austrian economics and the Federal Reserve and then how infinite banking is sort of just really a perfect financial solution for some of the challenges we're facing that I really started to investigate it and started to pay attention. That's awesome. Yeah. And I and for those that, that are listening that, that don't know about the book, How Privatized Banking Really Works, came out a few years ago, written by individuals that are not in the insurance industry because all the other books that really talk about the infinite banking concept are, are written by insurance and, and financial advisors. So this is the first book that came out and really looked at the infinite banking concept from a, an economic perspective, and it showed how the utilization of insurance will help individuals unplug from the banking system because insurance companies do not participate in fractional reserve banking. And the big, the big scare, the big fear that a lot of economists have is the multiplier effect because of all the trillions of dollars that banks hold in excess reserves that if they were started to be lent out, they would just cycle through the economy and create a mass hysteria and mass inflation. So the, the banking system through insurance companies and permanent insurance uh, does not participate in, in that. And therefore, they have to keep as much reserves as they have in cash values. And so, so anyway, the book, How Privatized Banking Really Works, you can uh, you know, go on Amazon and, and order that. It's a fascinating book written, again, from an economic perspective. But that's what you're more referring to as how you, know, you kind of correlated what you were learning about Austrian economics with a financial strategy. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'd heard, I'd read Nelson Nash's book probably back in 2009, mm -hmm. but I knew Robert Murphy. Uh, we were acquaintances. We had spoken at some events. I respected Bob, uh, and when I heard that he was getting into the infinite banking concept, that's when I really paid attention again, because he wasn't just an insurance agent talking his book. Yep. He was, a, uh, you know, an economist. Yep. So that that's really what started turning me on to it, and um, as I looked into it, you know, I really started to see, you know, this is something that 
we need to try to communicate to the American public. People need to really understand what this concept was because even having the financial background in equipment finance that I had, it still took me a long time to really get my mind around this because yep. it's such a paradigm shift. Yep. No, it's interesting. You know, I recently I've been doing a lot of a lot of study in just the history of insurance and history of policy loans and and what's interesting is I think we as financial professionals make it a little bit more difficult to, to understand than it really is. Because if you look at it, again, it's completely against the grain as far as what, what most people do financially. But this is how people originally started to save money. They, in, in the 1900s, I mean, it was, it was the, the primary savings vehicle of, every, of everybody. And the loan provision has existed for forever. You know, the, the idea behind borrowing against insurance is not this new phenomenon, but I think it's been it's been lost, and I think it's been lost in in how much influence you know Wall Street has gained over the last 20, 30 years, just because the majority of American money that's being saved just gets mass just massive amounts go into these accounts, trillions and trillions of dollars, and it gives them the buying power to put you know create magazines, Money Magazine that has every other page as Fidelity and Charles Schwab and Ask Chuck and all all their financial institutions. So it's kind of bombarded and flooded the you know the society with just the the what we what they consider the traditional way of financial planning. Whereas this is what we're doing really was the traditional way of doing it. It's just been I, I don't know. It's it's been uh, that, it's cloud. It's, that's it's a the great, clouds. Are, you know the, the dark clouds have been over it for a while. Well, that's a great point you're actually getting to there. Is you know we have such a short generational memory in this country, and so. People in our generation and, and younger, they don't realize that the stock market, that, that hasn't been around forever, uh-uh. the New York Stock Exchange, yeah. and regular people haven't always put their money uh, in the stock market. Yep. That's a new phenomenon. Yep. And I really think one of the reasons why infinite banking is so critical right now is really there's never been another time in history where it it is – all of its advantages are so manifest mm-hmm. because since we left the gold-backed dollar, you know, in the 70s, what we've seen happen with the the tax uh, advantages that have funneled so much of the baby boomer money into the stock market, which you know, I personally believe, as they start getting older, that stuff's going to be moving out of there. And where are the buyers going to be? It, the stock market be is empty. not going to continue to yeah. go up. Mm-hmm. So there's all of these things coming together that are very dangerous mm-hmm. for the future savers of America yeah. and it's never existed in this country before. The chickens are coming home to roost and so that's why I think infinite banking, you've got a lot of young people that if they can understand these financial dynamics that are working, they're going to see this and they're going to say, look, this is really where it's at. But on another, on another note too, which is, also, which is also really interesting is I think over, you know, just like you know, when we were trying to log on, we had to you know, Google how to get a map connected up to the to the go to meeting but it but that's the thing is the solution for most problems these days you don't call up your dad you don't call up your uncle you don't go across the street to your neighbor i mean you have a phone and you just click how do i change oil or or how do i it, right. every all information is is really coming from the internet these days and i think when individuals have a painful experience, they don't want to repeat that experience. So they're going to try to figure out how to avoid that type of mistake or error in the future. And I think 2008 burned people in, in a lot of respects. But what was interesting is that that is kind of where this huge, I guess, evolution as far as the internet is concerned and getting 
you know, as objective as possible financial advice, not from a financial advisor or a broker, but from the internet. And you and I, you know, we have some acquaintances in the investment newsletter business, and they've gone crazy over the last couple of years just because people are really trying to figure out what's going on, how do I avoid it, how can I capitalize on the situation? And I think that's why there's been this like renaissance of sorts of of permanent insurance and the banking concept, um, because that's people are starting to realize, as you said. Now is the perfect time. It's a time where hardly anybody can get credit. Hardly a, a time where it's like the market's up by this and it's down and it's up and it's over. And, it, and people don't want to experience that volatility because it freaks them out and causes all sorts of anxiety. So now there's this time where all the benefits are kind of fitting together and people are starting to have an awakening of sorts. And so it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. And, 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 you know, people who have half a brain, you know, they say, look, Real estate's not really safe anymore. Stock market's not really safe anymore. And all of the idiots who didn't even see that 2008 crash coming, they're still talking heads on CNBC. They still all have their jobs. And, I know. And all the amazing. guys at Wall Street all have their, you know, and government all have their jobs. Yep. And it's like, wait a minute. These guys have been colossally wrong. And so that's why alternative information in the internet people are starting to find it. And again, we're still very far away from critical mass on this idea. Uh, this, this is still a very but the young, But you still have, you know, you have the Malcolm Gladwell, the tipping point principle, which is yep. you don't know when it's going to take off and you don't need nope. the majority of America to realize it. But what's interesting is that, you know, a lot of this has come together with you know, the libertarian movement and nobody knew about Austrian economics. I mean, no, nobody knew about the Federal Reserve nearly as much as they know today. And I think that's led to bills to audit the Fed and a, a, a very soft audit really exposed some of the stuff that they were doing with giving money to con- other countries and giving money to other banks. Right. I mean, and that was just a little soft audit. I mean, they're going to still press it. And you have a lot of representatives that are starting to wake up because people are starting to hold them accountable. So I do think that there's hopefully this movement that will get us to the tipping point where people are like, screw it. I'm not going to mess with Wall Street. I know what they're doing with my money. I'm not going to mess with this. I'm not going to mess with that. And that, and hopefully we still have the liberty and the freedom to be able to express ourselves on the internet, express ourselves in groups and and you know what you're doing with, you know, your nonprofit and a lot of other nonprofits as well. And Freedom Fest every summer it, which continues to grow. I mean, there is an indication that that, that this type of mentality and perspective is growing, which is which is exciting. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why uh, I created the film Banking with Life, and uh, that and the website for that is BankingWithLifeDVD.com. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I, I'm plugging it, and I know Patrick, your your listeners could probably call you about this and find out how to get a copy as yeah. well. But you know, I realized in this culture we need uh, visual visual means of yeah. telling this story, yeah. and we need to we need to engage people visually. Books are great, but a lot of people don't read anymore. And so I wanted to create a film where it brought together some of these ideas about the 2008 collapse, uh, the Federal Reserve, Austrian economics, and then tie it together with some of the really major concepts of infinite banking. So we've got Nelson Nash in there and Robert Murphy in there. We have some client testimonies. And I really tried to do as much as heavy lifting as I could in you know under 50 minutes so that people would watch that DVD and they would then reach out to their local infinite banking agent like mm-hmm. yourself and say, look, I need to know more about this. Yep. So I really, I really 
wanted to create it in order to help the movement, to be honest with you, um, yeah. to really just see if I couldn't contribute something to the educational process. Yeah, I think you, know, you, you hit on a, a, a lot of good points, and, and people are learning so much differently today. And I'm not sure if it's on purpose or just by how society is evolving and just how we're exposed to information, how we interpret it and how we learn from it. But yeah, your, your documentary is incredible. And, and it, again, it's just it's testament to how you can use modern technology to really take a concept that is seemingly complex and put it with visuals and people talking and experiences, which nowadays that's how we resonate with learning. And so, yeah, so we have, you know, we, I went on a, uh, I did a, a real estate summit that I go on every year uh, in, in the Caribbean and I brought a bunch of your DVDs. And as soon as I spoke and I said, hey, there's a bunch of DVDs. I mean, it was like, I don't know, it was like gold or some commodity that was about <laughs> to be ex- extinct. I mean, it, it was it was great. So we gave away a lot of uh, DVDs there and, and we, we still have a, a quite a few here. So we're gonna actually offer up uh, for the first ten people that that uh, that call, uh, we'll give them a free free DVD and we'll we'll ship it too. So the number is eight hundred eight seven zero eight six seven zero. But if when we run out, uh, bankingforlife.com, dot com. That's one of the best. That's the best way to order it. Correct. Yeah, it's bankingwithlifedvd.com. Life. Okay, okay. Banking yeah, right with, on. Banking with but, life, uh, and we'll put a we'll put a link on the on the blog so you can just hyperlink it you just click it on and go to go to the website but great. but you did a great job you I mean you obviously you have some a lot of experience and that's what you're working on you know you your full time your 9 to 5 is is in video production and and it's you know it, it it's definitely uh evident in in the quality of the video so great 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 job on that no i appreciate that and yeah i uh I'm working with uh, some really talented free market uh, media production guys, the uh, team behind the uh, famous Keynes versus Hayek rap videos that yeah. I know a number of people have seen. Yeah. And we're, you know, I'm teaming up with a lot of great people. We're trying to do everything we can to take these ideas and educate through entertainment as much as we can, yeah. um, try to reach the next generation. Because honestly, the, the generation that is, you know, in the 20s and 30s right now, they're not set in their ways, and they're used to getting information from the internet. They're used to um, a lot of things that that people who are older, you know, it, it it is sometimes harder to shift the the mindset of people who have done things a certain way for 40 years. And you know, again, clients would, you know, I'm sure you have clients of all walks of life, but I'm trying to to reach out to my generation as much as I can uh, because I think I know how to communicate with them, but. Yeah. Um, no, that, and it's, it's, it's interesting because our generation, the 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 level. I mean, it, it's interesting because we get to talk to a lot of a lot of people. Are it, it, there's this there's this question? They don't want to do what their parents were doing. It's really interesting. Yep. There's like this re- revolt because they see it not necessarily working, not what they want. And I think that the demographic, you know, the demographic difference between you know baby boomers and eco boomers is is incredible. Just what they think, how they live, what they believe, how they manage their finances. But what's really interesting. Is that over the next couple of years, 10, 15 years, you're going to have a huge wealth transfer of baby boomers that have been taught by great depressioners to save their money. And they're going to wind up with a good amount of assets. They're going to be transferred to the eco boomers. So it's going to be interesting yep. to see over the next few years how this generation is going to manage their finances, manage the massive student loan debt that, they're, that they have, uh, and then what they're going to do with, the, with this windfall. It's, it should be an interesting uh, – Interesting couple of years, but life life is interesting. So there's never there's never a dull moment, especially these days. Yeah, so. we, we these are interesting times. So we'll we'll see what happens. We're but what we're doing is we're not looking to any politician to pave the way for us. It's it's about be, becoming uh, responsible for our own financial destiny, yep. and 
now's the time to do that. You know, we can't rely on some outdated uh, social security system to be a security blanket for us when we retire. We've got to make tremendous changes right now, and I've got to set things up so my 13-year-old son, you know, I want him to never have to walk into a bank ever in his life. Yep. And so that's the goal here, and, and we can do it. Uh, I'm just getting ready to set up my second policy uh, in, in less than a year, um, and I'm excited about that, man. Infinite banking has just been a paradigm shift for me, and I'm trying to get as many people on board as possible. Well, it's, li so it's, liber it's liberating. Doing. You know, it's liberating. I mean, yeah. I, I think the principle of liberty is you don't want to be subject to somebody else. You want to make decisions. You don't want oh, to be absolutely. forced to do something or compelled. I mean, force and, force and coercion kills the human spirit. And so I think the idea behind just traditional banks is you're subject to what they tell you to do. Here's the interest rate. Here's the term. This is it. Oh, you don't have this? Oh, sorry. Nothing. And, and, and looking at the banking system, it, it liberates you and it allows you to have access to capital. It has guarantees. It gives you this sense of security. I hate to use the word security, but it gives this sense of freedom that doesn't exist in other types of other types of financial vehicles. So I'm glad that you caught the vision. It's what we're trying to do every day. And, and I, I every day I get older, which I think helps me because I when I first started this, I looked like I was 15 and had acne everywhere still. So I, I, the, the credibility portion was really difficult for me in the beginning. But now, I mean, because of you, because of you know, books that have been written and very credible sources that are corroborating a lot of the things that we've been doing, it's, it's really building this momentum. And so I, you know, we appreciate your, your participation and the influence and, and impact that you're making. So. No, no, thank you. And just on a quick side note, it's funny talking about the difference between being in control of your own money and assets and financial destiny. I remember when we used to do equipment finance loans for people uh, with businesses, and you know, we'd get an all business assets lien when we would do an equipment finance loan for somebody that we had the collateral for the loan, but then we were also taking a lien the rest on of all their of their other business assets. And it's like, wait a minute, but that's how banks do business. Uh, it's like these companies need to set up infinite banking policies. Yep. Then they don't have to do any of that stuff. Okay. It's their money. They're borrowing it back. You know, It's just such an incredible tool. I see so many dimensions as, as to how businesses and people can use this thing. And it is. It's truly financial freedom. It is is really found in, in just shifting your mindset. Because if you do what everybody else does, you're going to end up exactly how everybody else is, mm -hmm. which is in debt to the banks and financial slavery without enough money to ever retire. And that's why you know we have the issues that we have today. I mean, there, you know, in, in Utah, we're one of the worst for prescription drug addictions. I have a, a, <laughs> a good client of mine that's been on the podcast a, a few times that runs um, drug and alcohol rehab centers. And a lot of the issues that people are facing today all it all stems with money, and it's the yep. stress that happens. It's and again, it, it, people don't realize how much of an impact it has. But this is, I mean, it, it's not just the cause of helping an individual get their finances straight, but it 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 really crosses over to the other aspects of their life and 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 help them really enjoy things in, in, in a way that you can't really do that when you're subject to somebody else's terms and provisions, which is the case with most Americans because they have their money in 401ks. It's all regulated and dictated by the government. And then they have all their money with you know banks as far as the way in which they spend. All the terms, all the payments, all the interest rates is determined by them. They have no control whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm preaching, but yeah, choir, it is. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is, it's all part of a larger shift yep. towards a mentality of freedom and liberty and being in control of our own lives and, and, you know, live and let live. And so, you know, I think that's the, the mentality of the generation to come. And I think this all fits together and, and 
you know, we're doing a, we're doing a service, I believe. Beautiful. You know, for the people of America. Beautiful. Well, again, you're so you 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 have a you have your main website. So your main website's just jasonrink.com, right? Yep, yeah, yeah. J- people can Jason see what Rink, I'm doing there. My, my second some... favorite place in the world. <laughs> home home in the ice rink. I, yeah, right on, right. Side, a different <laughs> just discussion for a different event. But yeah, so jasonrink.com and then bankingwithlife.com, correct? It's bankingwithlife.com dvd.com banking with life dvd.com who took banking yep. with life.com well that's actually an agent's website who was involved in this project so Oof. yeah capitalism so, and yeah, if you if you're not yeah, clicking no, on the draw snatch yeah, up no, those it's, websites it, it, it's cool i just don't you know i just you know <laughs> it, it all works yeah, that's all but good. yeah no i appreciate it man i appreciate all the work you're doing and and anytime i'm happy to come on and Run my mouth about these ideas. I love it. Sounds good. Yeah. So you'll this summer you'll be you'll be at Freedom Fest. Um, so yep. I know a lot of our listeners know about Freedom Fest, uh, but that's going to be awesome this year. There's going to be a, it grows every single year. So if you want to participate in Freedom Fest, definitely check that out. Just Google Freedom Fest and it'll pop up. It's at it's in Vegas this uh, July, I believe. And uh, great yep. great conference. Ton of good. They have a whole film festival. On libertarian thoughts, amazing, amazing couple of days, and, and Jason will be there, so you can meet him face to face, face and and picture him as as I uh, explained in the beginning with his awesome modernized glasses and goatee. So, anyway, Jason, it was awesome to have you on. And uh, again, for the first first ten callers, we'll give a, a free DVD. And we'll pay for shipping. It's eight hundred eight seven zero eight six seven zero. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.